Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back or welcome to Behind the Girl Boss. I'm your host Amanda and if you didn't know anything about me already, my name is Amanda. I'm a 22 year old content creator from Montreal, Canada. I currently go to school full time at Concordia University studying communication studies. I also do freelance video and podcast editing on the side while having two of my own small businesses, one being an apparel company called Kooky Apparel and one being a candle company called Wand Candles. And on top of that, I also do YouTube, which is just, it's Amanda Wan. I do podcasting, which is this podcast. And I also do Instagram blogging. I'm trying to do the TikTok thing, but it's not working out very well for me right now. So we're just gonna pretend I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. I feel like that is my elevator pitch. I feel like I have it like down packed, memorized right now from how many times I've said it on this podcast. But I think that's a good thing. Now this podcast, Behind the Girl Boss, Basically, it's in its name. I like to talk about girl bosses and basically their story, how they got to where they are today, how they want to, like what they want to do with their lives, their story, their journey, everything. I just love to just talk to people and just get to know them and get to know them more than just like what they create on the internet or what their business is. I really want to know who they are, what they do, anything that is valuable about them anything that we can learn from them. And I feel like everyone has a different story and everyone has something that we can learn from each other, basically. We can learn everything. We can learn anything from each other. Like, if you think about it, I can learn one thing from each person that is listening to this right now, and that is crazy to me. But anyways, that is what this podcast is about. I hope you guys are enjoying it so far, even though it's literally a minute in, but I'm excited for this episode. Before we kind of jump into today's episode, we're gonna do our journal prompt like always. And today's journal prompt is, list five things I want to remind myself every day. I think there are certain things that we should remind ourselves every day, like how we should be thankful that we're alive, how we are um, should be thankful that, that we have a roof under our heads. There's so many things that we can be grateful for every single day and we have to remind ourselves of that. We can also write down to remind ourselves that our weight does not justify anything. Our weight is just our weight or like a pant size doesn't justify how good enough you are. Things like that I think are really important to remind ourselves of and I think it would be a really fun topic to discuss for your journal prompt. So for today's episode on the podcast we have Grace Smith. Grace is a video creator. She posts things about productivity, being positive, college lifestyle and so much more and I'm literally obsessed with her aesthetic and I'm obsessed with her videos. I was talking to her about this on the podcast but I feel like when I go to her page I just feel a sense of happiness there's so much color on her page I can really feel like her energy and her vibe through her content and I am absolutely obsessed with that so on the podcast we discussed her college lifestyle we discussed why she started youtube we discussed being productive and how to stay organized and so many fun things and i'm really excited for you guys to hear this currently grace has 53,000 subscribers on youtube and she has over 3,000 on instagram i am a big fan i feel like we really connected and i feel like i got to learn so much about her her story and i feel like you guys would really benefit from listening to this episode so without further ado let's get right into it Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. So today we have yet another guest and we have Grace with us. So hi, Grace. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you on. Do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yes. So I am at Grace Smith. I'm a lifestyle YouTuber and college student and I have a channel that focuses around positivity and living your best life and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome. Well, before we kind of jump into the actual recording, like questions and everything I like to do a little hot seat segment to kind of just break the ice and ask some fun questions so the first one is post-covid where's the first place you want to travel to 
Okay, this one is, I had to think about this for a second, but definitely Hawaii because I feel like right now I do like alone, small, like driving around the United States, but actually getting an airplane, mm-hmm. I would love to go to Hawaii. I wanted to do it this spring, but I was like, I need to wait for things to cool down. But as soon as everything is back to normal, I really, really want to go there. Yeah, I feel like Hawaii is like such a beautiful place and it would be the perfect place to go to after all this. Yes, to escape it all. <laughs> yes. Um, the next one is, what is a skill you wish you had? Okay, this one's super random, but musical talent. I always wanted to be someone who like played an instrument or could sing. I love singing, but I can't. Like, it's not good. So <laughs> I would, I really wish I had that skill. No, same. I like bought a guitar and I was like, okay, hey, I'm going to learn how to play this guitar. And I tried for like a month and like oh, it yeah. just did not work. That's like me with the ukulele trying to learn like <laughs> Riptide. It's so hard. <laughs> not good. I know and the last one is what is a show you can rewatch over and over okay this one's definitely new girl I'm not a tv person at all because I always feel like it doesn't really like inspire me I usually watch youtube Mm -hmm. but new girl I have tv on like that's what I'm watching I love it yeah I like that too it's so good um so I split the podcast into four sections so the first one we're going to talk about like your college life then move on to your youtube channel then organization and staying on track and the last one is instagram questions um, so we'll start off with college. So where do you currently go to college and what's your major? So I actually had just transferred from Ole Miss to Mizzou, which is kind of a big jump because so much of my content was centered around going to Ole Miss. So mm-hmm. like I kind of changed everything, but Mizzou's the in-state school where my family's from and I'm studying communications. Awesome. So what kind of got you interested in this specific major? So I'd been a marketing communications major at Ole Miss and it seemed like the closest fit when I switched to Mizzou. And the reason I'd all have chosen that area before is because it's super broad and I don't exactly know the job I want to do after graduating but it gives you a lot of different options and I like to pursue a full-time job in relations and social media management and this major could help me get there and the thing is I don't know exactly where I want to be in that world mm-hmm. so I'm kind of keeping the major broad so I have a lot of choices because hopefully I'll eventually figure it out. <laughs> no I feel that I'm studying communications too and I have like no idea like what I want to do with my yeah. life after <laughs> so I feel like like you said it's like a really good major to go into because it's like opens so many doors yeah opens so many things you can do with it yes um how would you explain a typical college day for you okay so this has changed a lot I'm sure for you and for like literally everyone Mm -hmm. so as opposed to last year usually a college day for me now I'm back living with my parents which is a big adjustment and change so I'm waking up my childhood bedroom I have like my morning routine I head upstairs to my office which is really great I just set up the space kind of separate my work and school life from mm-hmm. my normal life which has helped a lot and I kind of just go up there get my zooms and homeworks done because that's like my top priority but I kind of stay up there all that's finished and then I do my work up there so I'm kind of in my office literally all day and then to keep staying with it all staying with like a solid workout routine that gets me out of the house and then socializing with my family because obviously that aspect of my life has changed so much I'm not socializing yeah with friends like I used to so that helps me so much So how are you kind of dealing with like the shift of online school? And do you have any tips for someone who might be struggling with that? Yeah. Okay. So routine is my top game changing advice. Studying a morning routine and night routine for yourself. That literally gave me so much more structure and it makes it easier to show up for me since nobody's there to hold me accountable. Like Mm -hmm. freshman year, it was always like, I didn't want my teachers to think I was lazy or wasn't this year. Like I don't see them. So they don't really care, but it's more of a showing up for myself, holding myself accountable sort of thing. And also just having like grace with yourself. I feel like I'm much more adjusted now, but especially in the beginning or if you're just switching to online school, if you're struggling, it's important to do what you can not stay there, recognize it, see what you need to do different and work harder. 
but at the same time recognize that we're in the weirdest time ever right now yeah like nobody's had a college experience like this and it's okay if it takes some time to adjust and get yourself to the new normal a hundred percent so after college like do you think you'll possibly like follow the typical career path or do you think you'll try and pursue like social media only do you know like yeah so so uh communications majors like we said can do so many different things so like with common jobs being like public relations specialist or filming or editing videos or being a reporter something like that seems super interesting to me but also I don't a hundred percent now I feel like this past fall I had my first social media management true internship and I really liked it but it didn't really necessarily make me feel as fulfilled as my personal social Mm -hmm. media stuff so I don't know we're kind of in the process I feel like for the first time I'm actually kind of reevaluating things and seeing what I want to do my dream would be to just work for myself but I'm not sure if I'll have to do a little like normal job for a few years I feel that I don't really honestly to do either kind of wherever I'm at yeah I feel that I think it'd also be cool to like because like right now you're you do like um, college vlogs and stuff. And like you said, you're mostly known for that. So I think it'd be cool to like transition into like post-grad and like working in like the, like, like an, not like an, I don't know how to say this, but like people say actual job, but I think both are actual jobs, but like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yes. And I mean, that's kind of part of it too. Like I, nothing against people just choosing to do YouTube because I think it's so fun like that's where I feel the most fulfilled but also if I just did YouTube and nothing else it's like what am I talking about because I'm not actually doing really anything like nobody actually cares about the behind the scenes of the YouTube stuff it's very the same thing all the time yeah 100% (laughs) Um, so when did you start your YouTube channel and why so I started my YouTube channel the summer after my freshman year of high school and I wanted to do it literally my entire life like even when I was a little kid, I would get to the grocery store pretending to vlog. I was super into reality TV. So I'd always pretend I was talking to a camera. My parents didn't want me to start at super young. Now they didn't want me to have to deal with hate and stuff when I was that little. Yeah. But once I was in my freshman year, they're like, okay, it's up to you now. And like pretty much literally as soon as I said I could, I went for it. And I have loved it ever since. I never regretted it. Do you like get a lot of hate and how do you deal with that? Yeah, so I got a lot more hate, I would say, in high school than now. I think it kind of just has to do with the season of life because high school, I mean, you yourself and everyone else is kind of like in an insecure phase and also yeah. there's such more, I don't know, there's a lot more talking that goes on in afterwards. So I definitely dealt with it in high school, but it never, the hate never bothered me more than the happiness that doing it brought me. Mm-hmm. And then in college, it's just been so much better. I feel like everyone kind of is just confident in what's doing more than they are in high school. And I just feel like people think that's cool that I'm going for my dreams and doing what I want to do and not necessarily worrying about what other people think. So it's definitely much easier post high school to start and do it. But I never regretted it, even with the hate I got in high school. No, I totally agree with that. I also feel like in high school, not many people were doing YouTube or watching YouTube. So I feel like they thought it was like weird. But like now, now with like everyone watching YouTube and like everyone basically wanting to do it themselves I feel like people are more like respectful towards it yeah I think even just with the way social media is like TikTok for example like almost everybody's doing like little Mm -hmm. tiny day in their life segments and things like that and that's normal whereas before it was like what are you doing which like looking back the other day I looked back my old videos and I'm like okay I can kind of see I was (laughs) it was a lot better than what I'm doing now but you have to start somewhere yeah 100% like I think my first video I posted on my channel was like an omega like dance video and it's so embarrassing but it got so many views so I was like you know what like who cares but I know. <laughs> yeah I mean I can see why people made fun of me probably but <laughs> it's yeah okay. exactly. 
I look back at like my first ever morning routine and it's like literally neon orange and the lighting is like horrific <laughs> and my like personality is like I don't even know how to act like myself on camera but you have to do that to get to where you're at now so. exactly and I think it's like it's also cool to see like your um I guess evolution like not only like content wise but like who you are as a person like see how you've grown and everything so yeah I feel like this year especially like going back even just to watch my freshman college videos because just as a normal person you don't necessarily realize your growth like you just mm-hmm. are like I am who I am I'll go back and watch my freshman videos and just not even that it's bad but like things I act like things I acted like in videos or things I said and I'm just like I am just seems so, I feel so much older now and I feel so much even more like myself on camera than I was before so it's cool to go back and just see the growth because otherwise I would never recognize that I was that different even from my mm-hmm. freshman goal. Yes, I love that. So if someone asks you what type of content you make and what your channel is all about, what do you tell them? So I would say college lifestyle and productivity with like an emphasis on positivity just throughout it all. I kind of developed that side of my channel. I feel like during the quarantines when I really made that shift to making all my videos kind of center on finding happiness, no matter like how casual or like vlog style they are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I felt a lot more purpose with making videos since I did that. That. So what do you film and edit with? So I film with a Canon M50. I actually just switched to that. I had a Canon G7X before. So it's definitely like an upgrade, but I think the Canon X was great to start with. And then mm-hmm. I also edit with Final Cut Pro. So from looking at like your Instagram and your videos and everything, to me, your vibe is very like colorful. Um, would you describe this as being a part of your like quote unquote brand? Yes. So actually like what's funny about that is it did not start out on purpose. It was literally this summer. I'm in a group chat with some other small influencers and some of the girls were asking questions about branding because we all just kind of collaborate with different ideas. And a girl used me as an example. And she was like, she added my Instagram and she was like, she's really great at sticking to a theme. You can just tell them what kind of stuff that she's colorful. When you see something colorful, you think of her. And it's crazy because I hadn't been purposely doing that. <laughs> it was just the stuff that I liked, but it was really cool because it was eye-opening to me because ever since then, I've more purposely mm-hmm. included color in my things to make it look like my stuff when as it started out. I always thought I had to have one specific color or something, like most brands have two to three colors. And I don't know. It was really exciting for me because I was like, wait, my thing could just be colorful. I don't have to pick just one. I can just have like rainbow be my thing. Yeah, 100%. Like that. Like the first time I went on your YouTube and your Instagram, that like was the first thing that stood out to me. And it gives you like, I don't know, like, you were talking about how you wanted your channel to be like a positive space and stuff. And I feel like the colors like really give that off too, because I mean, if you only see like black, like I love the color black, but I feel like if it's everything's dark, it doesn't give like that kind of effect, if you know what I mean. Right. Yes, exactly. And it's just really cool how it all happened because I feel like those two things I didn't purposely connect. Now I have, and now it's like, I'm doing it on purpose, but it started out just like naturally happening, which I feel like made it a lot easier because now I'm like, wait, if I like it, it probably looks like my brand. hundred mm-hmm, percent. So when someone sits down and watches your videos, what do you hope like they get out of watching your content? So I would say at the end of the day, I just kind of create things to make people happy. I know for me, my favorite YouTubers provide me with joy and like a peaceful feeling. And that's what I want my viewers to have. I want to be a little escaped from the real world. I feel like especially now more than ever. I know that when I get sucked into YouTuber's video and I just feel calm and peaceful and I leave it feeling inspired and happy, that's my favorite feeling. And I want to be able to give that to other people. Mm-hmm. And it creates much more of a purpose behind me creating because when people comment and tell me they feel that way, like that makes my day because that's why I do it. I feel that. So what are your favorite types of videos to film? So recently it's been sit down chatty videos. Vlogs are my favorite to edit because I can be more creative with them. 
but every time I sit down and just talk to the camera I get in such a good mood after like that is my peak self I feel like is me right after I film a sit down video I love that so the next question I have okay so for me my thumbnails are like the hardest things to do and like when I go back and look at like what my thumbnails used to look like it's literally embarrassing (laughs) so how do you edit and create your thumbnails now so I actually recently just switched. I am much more proud of my recent thumbnails than my old ones. I've been using a mix of Canva and Procreate. I just got an iPad. It makes it so much easier to make them. For so long, I was just using Canva and I was like not happy with them because there's just, I don't even have the premium version. So there's not a ton of font. It's mm-hmm. not, you can't make it look very unique, I would say. So doing it, just drawing it by hand has made me like it way more because I feel like it looks more like my own thing. But I so feel that, that that's the hardest thing. I'll create because the thing is I'll create a whole video and if I can't get a thumbnail I like I'm like okay I wouldn't click on this they're not even gonna know it's a good video so that's something I've been trying to work on too I feel like that's one of the hardest parts of YouTube even though it seems like it'd be simple it's hard to get that like perfect balance of everything in there yeah for your thumbnails do you take like um because I know some people take like a screenshot from their video or people just like use other pictures what do you do for yours so ideally if I'm like really grinding I will take pictures on my phone when I'm doing it or have if I have someone home to take that picture for me because it'll be clearer but a lot of the time I am just doing things by myself so I will just like purposely freeze my face and get a screenshot so I kind of do both but I definitely feel like I like my thumbnails better especially for vlogs if I'm purposely taking them on my phone because it just makes them much clearer and less blurry I feel that so is YouTube right now considered your full-time job yes so YouTube is my current job and I'm so thankful for that especially because I've worked a lot of different part-time jobs in high school and I understand like how much time can go into like basically getting the bare minimum like minimum wage from a job and it feels me way beyond any other job I've had the thing about it is it's crazy because I used to work so many hours like as a lifeguard or as a teacher at a daycare and I was making less than I am now Mm -hmm. but now the job I'm doing I would do it for free like if I didn't get paid anything for YouTube if I worked with no brands I would still honestly post because I love it so much so the fact that I can make it my job is just crazy to me because like I said like that's my number one hobby I don't Mm -hmm. even necessarily view it as a job no I feel that so right now how do you feel about like the word influencer and everything because I feel like when people say like either they work as a YouTuber they work as an influencer there's always like that negative connotation around it So how do you like feel about that and being labeled as like a full-time YouTuber? Yeah, I feel like I kind of just prefer the label of like content creator Mm -hmm. because I feel like when I say influencer, it's like, it's not like I'm this person with them. I feel like it's not like I'm famous. You know what I mean? It's not like I have a million. I did did not a hundred thousand. Like I just, I feel like I'm a influencer. I would consider myself. Mm -hmm. I like the term content creator because I feel like it's less putting yourself in a box. And also I feel like with the other terms, I know they're more commonly used. Sometimes I feel like I'm trying to sound more important when I am, when it's like, I just make videos and I like making videos. It's not necessarily like I'm trying to make people be a certain way or see things a certain way. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I understand that for sure. So you have over 50,000 subscribers, which is amazing. Was this more of like a gradual growth? Was it from a viral video? How did you get to this point? So it was for sure a mix of both. Every back to school season, my channel tends to take off. So usually... I gain my biggest chunk of the year around this time. So usually I'll go up to maybe 10,000 subscribers and then I'll be frozen the rest of the year. And then the next back to school season, I'll gain them again, which is kind of crazy. And then my college moving video, which obviously is during that season, but that was my mm-hmm. first video ever to like really blow up. It's like my main video on my channel that has, it has a million views. And it definitely brings a lot of new people to my channel, even still like 
just the past few months, it's from a year ago. The past few months are the first months that it hasn't been my video that's still getting the highest views on my channel, which is crazy because I go back and watch it and it's only a year ago, but I'm like, that doesn't even seem like myself <laughs> now. And that's what people are seeing, like perceiving me as, but it is really cool. No, it's cool. Also, like the fact that you said, like, it's still like growing like a year later. Yeah. I feel like people get discouraged a lot if they post a video and it doesn't do as well as they thought. But honestly, that's happened to me. And then I look back like five months later and it's gained like 10,000 views. And it's just like, it's like the YouTube algorithm. Sometimes I really don't understand it, but sometimes it does work out. So yes, I feel like I've recently learned that too, because I used to get I used to now I try to not pay attention to numbers as much. I feel like they can just kind of leave you feeling kind of icky. Mm -hmm. But I used to get kind of discouraged when a video wouldn't do that well. And I even sometimes, like, especially like a year ago, I would be more like, oh, my gosh, it didn't even hit this number. I should just delete it. Like, it just yeah. like, it wasn't a good video. People think it's stupid. Like, I didn't want it on my thing. And now it's like I look back and I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't do that. Because say, like, my Vlogmas videos usually don't do that well. I usually post those to build a closer relationship with my audience. But mm -hmm. it usually actually, like, shrinks my number of subscribers every year, which is interesting. But then like going back to last year, so I got so many more views this Christmas on like last Christmas's videos. Whereas last year I was like, literally nobody's watching this. Like nobody <laughs> cares. And a year later, people are caring. So yes. I think that's important, like, especially for new creators. Just don't delete anything. Just keep it all up because you never know when YouTube is going to decide to promote something. Yes, yeah. exactly. I love that. So being a YouTuber and being in college, how do you balance everything out? So balance for me is all about routine and having priorities. For example, my number one priority is getting all my schoolwork turned in. So I'll have certain days dedicated to that, especially towards like the beginning of the week. Those are like, I have to get that done before I can do my work stuff. Because while YouTube is work, it's the more fun thing for me. So it's what I would mm -hmm. naturally want to do more. But you know, school is going to get me to where I want to be long term. And then having days dedicated to working on my YouTube channel without the distraction of school. So really like not even necessarily time blocking, but like blocking my days out to Today's going to be a school day or today's going to be a work day. Helps me a lot. Mm -hmm. No, I feel that. So do you have any tips for organization and planning? Like, do you use like physical planners, digital planners, to-do lists? What do you do? So I have a paper planner that I use for school and life stuff and just like a basic overview of my life. I use a day designer that has hourly schedule and I love it, especially for school because I feel like time blocking my school schedule helps those days go by faster and helps me actually be efficient with my time. Yeah. But I use a digital planner for my content stuff because I found over time that like, I usually plan about a month in advance and I will constantly be changing my mind, but it makes me feel peaceful to have my videos planned out very far out, but I'll change it. And so when I have that on my paper planner, it looks like a disaster, especially because I use pens. So I keep all my content stuff on Tiny Calendar, which is a free app on my iPad because I can just delete it and put something new or move a video if I decide to wait a day or wait two days or whatever. So I kind of keep the two separate and that's actually helped a lot. So yeah, you're busy with school work and everything like that. Do you like, how do you make sure that you have days for yourself and time for yourself to like, just do nothing? Yeah. So a lot of times that will be, I will basically, if I'm starting to feel kind of a little less creative, a little less motivated before I jump into trying to fix that, I take a day to do nothing especially having like time boundaries. Sometimes I'm better than others. I can admit like sometimes like literally last night I was editing a video about being good with your structure of your time to keep yourself happy. And yeah, I was editing it at 1130 because it was due today. So I was like, this is not a good example. <laughs> so I'm definitely not perfect at it, but it is important. And that's something I'm working on is that like a certain time of the day being done 
And recently my rule, which I broke last night, <laughs> literally like I'm still a work in progress, but my rule has been to keep my computer up in my office. And if I want to watch something, whatever nighttime I do on my TV, because it keeps me from checking emails mm -hmm. and like changing video tags and updating them and working on new thumbnails and things. So kind of keeping all my work stuff upstairs in my office. So when I leave, it's like somebody who has not to say a real job, not this isn't a real job, but most people go to an office and they leave, shut the door, it's done. And I'm working on trying to get myself there. No, I feel that. I feel like like working for yourself is really hard in the way that like you don't have a typical nine to five. So you make your own hours. So it's kind of hard to like shut that off at a certain time because I'm like you too. Like I have like a part-time job, but when I'm doing like my podcast or YouTube or like running my businesses, yeah. sometimes I see myself doing things at like midnight and I'm like, okay, Amanda, like you have to like stop because if you don't stop, like you don't have that like, I don't know, like that, not boundary, but like you don't have that kind of structure yeah structure it's like it's hard yes I totally totally feel that that's something I'm trying to work on no same I feel like everyone like it's like a learning curve and I feel like everyone goes through that and even like the bigger like the creators that we were talking about that have like a million subscribers I feel like same. they also go through it so it's yes and it's hard too because it's something aside from it it is a work thing but it is what's fun to me so if I'm feeling creative at 11 o'clock at night I want to do it I want to I want to edit a video but then it's like, girl, you're going to be burnt out if mm -hmm. you wake up and do it until you go to bed. So I got to practice preach because I know that it's important. <laughs> I struggle with it too. Yes. Um. So you kind of spoke about the next question that I have, but do you pre-plan or pre-film any content and how do you go about doing that? So I pre-plan my video ideas about a month in advance. I have this strange fear that I'm going to run out of ideas, which I don't <laughs> know where that stems from because I've been doing YouTube for like four years and I've never ran out of ideas. But I'll always, I feel like if I don't plan in advance, I won't want to upload, say, three times instead of two a week because I'm like, I'm using up all of my good ideas. But when I have it a month in advance, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I have plenty of stuff, which I've never ran out of them. But it kind of gives me security and makes me upload a lot more if I have them pre-planned because I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I can use these three this week and I'll have another three to do next week. But pre-filming is something I'm actually really bad at. I wish I was better at it because I think it helps you build a balance and kind of time block and just like grind things out and then not always be working but I always get so excited when I film a video I literally want to upload it like the next day <laughs> but I'm also working on that because I know it's healthier to like have a bunch of videos scheduled but that's why I like someone to upload like five times because if I have pre-filmed I like can't keep it in I just want to post it no I feel that too I'm exactly the same way but do you ever find yourself in unmotivated or creative ruts and how do you get yourself out of them so I definitely sometimes fall in thoughts where I feel like less myself, which is also a part of the whole YouTube thing, because aside from feeling like less creative, and less motivated, if I'm not feeling like myself, then I don't act like myself in videos. But like, that's also a part of me, but also nobody wants to watch me having an off day where like, I'm not chatty. Mm -hmm. So for me, I often get in these ruts and feel stuck, but it's all about realizing you don't have to wait it out. That's something that really came to me like this winter. I always have kind of felt like when I'm in those lows of not creative and not feeling like me, I just have to wait and I'm like, this will pass. But the thing is like, you can actively work yourself to get out of that place. For like, for me, I'm like, am I working out every day? Am I reading about and listening to things that inspire me? Am I like looking at positive quotes? Am I surrounding myself with inspiring a positive company? Because sometimes like, I don't need to wait for time to pass. I can change something and get back into healthy habits in my own life that then lead to me actually feeling more like me and more inspired and more creative. So working on getting them out of myself on purpose instead of just being like, this will pass. I'll just lay in bed for a week and feel better, which breaks are good, but also being like intentional with them because mm -hmm. it's not 
fairly productive to take a break and just be like, blah, like, what are you doing about it? Yeah, no, for sure. I feel the same way. Cause sometimes I do get in like those moods and I'm like, Hey, like, I'm just going to like take some time and like do nothing. But sometimes those lead into like me not doing anything for like four to five days. And then yeah. I feel even worse after. Yes, exactly. Then it leads to me not feeling like myself for a much longer amount of time. And then it's harder for me to get out of it when mm-hmm. it's like, I could rest but like feel like me and feel creative, but like purposely be restful. Yes, 100%. So the last part of my podcast, I asked people on Instagram to ask you questions and I picked a few of my favorite ones. So the first one is how to be patient while growing your following. So I think for me, realizing that the connection you have with your followers is far more fun than seeing a big number and taking the time as a smaller creator to enjoy the opportunity you have to have a relationship with so many people. Mm -hmm. That's something I realized this year because in the past, I've always... My goals list has always been a higher and higher number. And the thing is, you really have no control over that, but it's more like enjoying the season you're in. And I think it will naturally grow with that because it's like, okay, someday I will not be able to reply to all my DMs. But like right now, I'm at a place with my following where I pretty much can and I can actually talk to each person and hear them out and answer their questions. I'm like, I'm so thankful to be able to do that because that makes me happy. So I think it's like enjoying the things that come with not being big yet, Mm -hmm. building that connection that once you're so big, you can't have that with everyone anymore. Yeah, I feel that. I also think it's so cool because like, obviously, I'm not a big creator and I have like 7,000, but it's cool to like see the same like names coming back each time. And just like, yeah, like you said, like just interacting with them and growing like a connection with your audience is cool because I'm sure once you like someone hits 100,000 or 200,000 or even a million, like you won't have time to go through every single comment because it won't be like humanly possible. Yes, exactly. Like that's with like my vlogmas videos, like that's not Instagram, but like I said, like the views on them is always like significantly lower than anything else I post. And it's way more work because I'm doing it every day. But I mm-hmm. love that after every vlogmas, I recognize those names that commented on all those videos and seeing those videos throughout the, like seeing that person's name in my comments throughout the year afterwards is so happy to me because I'm like, I know them. I love the community, even if it's not always going to build your numbers. hundred percent. Um, the next question is, what are your best tips on getting over that hump of doubt to start creating content on social media? So my number one thing is always just go for it, realizing there is someone less capable than you. That's something I recently heard that's doing more and better than you simply because they decided to go for it. Like there's somebody out there who's not even as good at what you're doing as you are, but they decided to just go for it. So they're already further. Mm-hmm. And then if your doubt stems from thinking people will think you're annoying or make fun of you, I feel like that was part of my fear in high school realize those people who have negative things to say are not going to stick with you throughout your life, but you're stuck with yourself and what you create for yourself forever. So like the people who are mean to me in high school, I'm never going to see them again. Like I will literally hear from them again, whatever they think of me now, I don't know. But because I worked on my YouTube in high school, like that has affected my life in college in a positive way a lot. And like that will stick with me. Yes. Love that. Um, The next question is, what's your favorite part about being a content creator? So my favorite part of being a content creator is so many things. It's hard to pick one for me. But like what we were talking about before, one is just getting to personally connect with so many people. I love reading and replying to messages. I feel like it just gives me just like I had much more purpose in my life and my day and how I choose to live. And then I also love the exciting creative outlet filming is for me and editing super peaceful for me. Like if I'm overthinking or something and I edit to distract like edit just gets like editing just gets me sucked into this like peaceful Mm -hmm. place away from everything where I don't think about anything else and I love it and then filming's like exciting so it's like such a good balance of so many things yeah um so this wasn't a question that someone asked but I kind of thought of it when you were talking do you like are you do you prefer to edit or do you prefer to film if you had to choose one yes I would actually say recently it's been editing over filming and I really really like the aspect of filming that makes me feel happy and creative 
perspective, but I feel like especially this past year, something that I've craved and wanted just with everything that's happened, like the past years have been crazy is peace and editing is like the one constant in my life that gives me that. I think it's definitely, I honestly turned to editing being my favorite. Awesome. I like, I like editing more too. So, (laughs) um, the next one is who are some of your favorite content creators? So I would say Lily Reiko is one of my favorites. She's very inspiring, but like real, she makes a lot of health content. Isabel Lore, she's another smaller Mm -hmm. creator. She's literally the sweetest person ever. Like she will hype me up and I will hype her up. I just love small creators. I think they're so inspiring and cool and doing it seriously just because they love it. And then also Kenzie Elizabeth. She's a bigger YouTuber, but I love her vlogs. They're just long and I'll put them on while I'm cleaning and it's amazing. Yes. And I also like what you said about smaller creators because I'm also in a few like um, group chats for smaller creators and like we all like hype each other up so much and I feel like it's just like so cool. It's I not, don't know. Like, the smaller creator world, I feel like something that's different from it from the bigger creator world. Not that it's negative towards the bigger creative world, but I feel like in the small world, it's not as competitive. Like we're mm-hmm. all kind of rooting for each other. Like, like I get so excited if my friends' videos do well. I'm not like, well, mine didn't. It's all just yeah. like, we're all growing together and I get so excited to watch because I know they're all so passionate about it. Yes, I love that. And the last question is, do you have any tips to organically grow your following? So consistency is one, learning more about video tags and titles, making better thumbnails since that's like the preview people see. Recently, what honestly, I actually have seen a shift in my views. YouTube has a free academy through their creator studio. I forget exactly what it's called. You can learn so many things on that. Like I took a bunch of notes and I've been implementing them and they just helped me kind of understand more how certain videos get more views than others and why YouTube promotes certain videos. And that's literally free to anyone. So I highly recommend doing that if you're trying to grow your following specifically on YouTube, because that seriously helped me so much. And then Instagram, I would say consistency, something that I've recognized recently, because I have been stuck at the same place for so long. Reels, I don't know that there's like a science behind it, but I feel like Instagram really wants reels to be a thing. So they promote your reels way more than they would just like your picture. Like, so, and it's so easy because if you're creating TikTok content, if you go post on Instagram, you literally did no extra work, but it will help attract new people to your Instagram Mm -hmm. profile. So recently reels, like I just started doing them and that's the first time I've seen my number, like not stay the same or fall in so long. Yeah. I actually have, like, I've been using reels too and they get so much more like views than my regular pictures do. So I feel like for Instagram, like they want you to use every single part of them and then they'll like start promoting you. Yes. I feel like using all their features, it's like, then they like you. So gotta Mm -hmm. get on those. Like I just started working on that. And also posting a ton of Instagram stories, I feel like. Yeah, Instagram stories help too. And you were talking about like the YouTube Creator Academy thing. I've actually never watched one, but now I'm probably going to. I just see it. I see it all the time, like on my, um, I don't know, dashboard thing, but I've never actually done it. I actually have like noticed a change. And the really great thing is there's videos on there, but under each tab, there's like notes that basically say the video. So if you don't even have time to like sit down and watch the video, for some of them, I literally just read what YouTube had to say mm-hmm. for each video, took notes on my phone, and then I immediately started implementing the things. And some of them are common sense, but like they never actually really clicked for me before. Mm-hmm. And now it's like simple changes I've made that I'm like, wait, this is actually working. So definitely recommend that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out today. Um, So that's all I had for you today. So thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. Do you want to, before we end this off, do you want to shout out any socials that you want the listeners to check out? Sure. Thank you so much. So my YouTube is just my name, Grace Smith. I just make tons of happy lifestyle college content like we were talking about. 
it's a super fun place to be. And then my TikTok and Instagram is at gradesdanielleyt. So yeah, I'd love to see you guys in any of those places. Awesome. Well, thank you so much once again. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun doing these always makes me feel so inspired when I leave. So thank you. You've like made my day. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really, really, really do hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got to learn more about Grace and her story. And if you didn't know who she was, I hope you found a new creator to go support. Please don't forget to follow her on Instagram and on YouTube. I would love for you to guys to just like, you know, show her some love, show her the support that she deserves. And I really do hope that when you guys go on her page, you feel that sense of happiness and just her positive energy and vibes because literally I felt that. And if you guys want to support me, um, please do so. I am not gonna tell you not to. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, either at Behind the Girl Boss or at It's Amanda Wan. You can also follow me on YouTube. It's just It's Amanda Wan. I post lifestyle, college, mental health, body positivity type of videos. So go check that out. And please don't forget to subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you're listening to it on. And if by chance it be Apple Podcasts, please, please, please leave a review. It really, really does help the podcast and I would love that. So thank you guys so much once again. And if you have anything that you want to discuss or you want me to discuss or anyone you want me to have on the podcast, please, please, please message me on Instagram. I would love to talk. I would love to discuss and I would love to hear what you have to say. So thank you guys so much once again for listening and I will hear you next time.